0: When you need internal audit, SOX, or IT audit support, contact Thomas Molinex at Revision Management Consulting. Based in Houston, Texas, his experts average 15 years experience in a variety of industries and business types. Contact Thomas today via Messenger here on LinkedIn or at thomas at r-vmc.com. Again, that is Thomas at r-vmc.com. Hey, hey, guys. (laughs) Well, welcome to episode number 49 of the Friday Froster, the baby bump that was not.
1: It's almost been a whole year. You know, you're right. I mean, it's... be close to one year because i know we missed a couple episodes so i mean you guys we've been on a roll for a year
0: we have been i think we should uh celebrate when we hit a year
1: Mm -hmm. agree
0: i mean this has been this has been a major accomplishment we've been bringing (laughs) linkedin some very good content for a year
1: i bet rob i bet you thought kelly and i would never stay with this for a year (laughs)
0: I didn't think you guys would put up with me for a year.
1: I don't know what that meant, Kelly, so I didn't mean to agree <laughs> <with> that, but <laughs> sometimes my attention span on things goes like, <laughs>
0: All right, so look, we got the baby bump that was not. I know people see the title, and I know people ask me about the titles that I come up with all the time because they're just like, You baited us in. Yes, I am. But before we go there, there is one thing that we want to talk about first. How would you guys like to go to a book club where you don't have to read the doggone book? You see, Joe does all the work for you, and she actually reads the book, and she gives you CPE credit. So there's one coming up on Tuesday, April the 5th. And this time my good friend, Pozo, we're reading her book or Joe is reading her book and telling us what it's about. Joe, I think you had a copy of the book. You're holding it up. Where's that book? I'm
1: holding I it up because this, this was like so fun to read. I don't, it doesn't look like Pozo's on, but uh, yeah, maybe she'll join us, but plug for her sense of humor, her wit. It was just fun. and that's why i think this is going to be one of the most fun book clubs because we're just going to have a conversation just like her book um, and i'm calling the cpe book club your life your show and you're going to fully understand what that means because she literally goes through how you um, it's an advisory book how to set up your own advisory practice but you can use her system the way she thinks about it for anything that you do so i don't want that to turn anybody like oh i'm not going to start my own business nothing to do with that. It's really like how you can just set the stage, get the right actors involved in your life, practice, have that dress rehearsal before you go, you know, and present to a client. I'm telling you, anybody would get something from this book. So it's just, it's fun and I can't wait to have her on and talk about it. So, um, coupon code I told Rob for Friday Frogster viewers is wisdom. So on my website, I'll put a a link in the comments. Use Wisdom, you'll get $5 off. So cheapest CPE you'll get in a while.
0: That's right, guys. (laughs) There it is. Yep. CPEbookclub.com. Coupon code Wisdom, you get $5 off. Again, that's CPEbookclub.com. Yep. So, Joe, Kelly, look... Can we all agree that there's nothing like a pregnant woman, right? It's just beautiful, Babies, Can we all not agree that babies are beautiful too, right? I think we can. Well, not all.
1: Well,
0: I think not all.
1: When they're born, but
0: <laughs> a majority of babies are, are beautiful. So when Robin Folsom told her people at work that she was pregnant. It was an exciting moment. It had to be. You see, Robin was the director of external affairs for the Georgia Vocational Rehabilitation Agency. And she told Human Resources that she was pregnant in October of 2020. And then she announced that she had given birth in May of 2021. And then guess what? This happens to a lot of folks, right? After getting a big belly and then pushing out a baby you sometimes need what's called bed rest you just need to stay at home and recuperate because that's that's stressful That I mean for me it was stressful just watching it so it's got to be stressful for you guys having the baby right
1: maybe a little
0: <laughs> just, just a little stressful you know gaining weight pushing out a big ball and then losing the weight and you know <sighs> so what happened was a man claiming to be the baby's father that he called, well, he emailed the agency and he said she needed some mandated several weeks of rest following the delivery. So now let me talk about this. So in the United States, we have what's called FMLA, that's the Family Medical Leave Act. And what happens is you can take up to 12 weeks off work unpaid, but your job is held and secured. But what they asked for, what this this man, the alleged baby's father, we'll get to that, what the alleged baby's father said was she needs to be paid for seven weeks off work. And they actually gave her seven weeks of pay because the company just loved her so much. This is unprecedented, though. This doesn't happen in the U.S. I know in Canada, they give you up to a year off with pay. And in the U.K., I don't remember how long it is, but you get some time off with pay. So... How generous of her company, you guys! Wasn't that just great?
1: No yeah, good deed just, goes unpunished. Just, I mean, just on the the baby daddy word too. I mean that that's pretty impressive. I mean,
0: I mean, that must yeah.
1: be a really good email. <laughs>
0: yeah, it had to be a really good email.
1: And, I'm in, and uh, just to clarify, some companies do offer like short term disability after you have a baby. So you do get some paid time off in the US, first, depending on the company. Um, but yeah, FMLA is typically unpaid.
0: Yeah, There's FMLA different- is typically unpaid for. Well, Heather is saying one year in the UK. Wow.
1: Yeah. Other countries. I've heard of people going to other countries just to have get jobs, have babies and get their benefits.
0: Oh, now that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, that's our 43 year old mother.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> she looks very, very happy to have given birth. And like I said, it had to be a joyous occasion for her. So I'm sure she was extremely happy.
1: Yeah, because it's a lot. Um, it's a lot of work carrying that extra weight, especially when you got to worry about it not being in the right place all the time. <laughs> Are you gonna? You gonna give the punchline, Rob?
0: <laughs> I get it. So, so you know what though? She was so happy that she started sending pictures of the baby to her friends, and her friends noticed that the baby. The babies in the pictures had inconsistent skin tones. That was the first thing that they noticed. Dan says 43. Yeah, Dan, that is, yeah, that's pushing it, Dan. It really is.
1: But somebody noticed something before she started sending baby pictures. You got to tell them that part.
0: That is true. Someone noticed something else. Someone noticed in a meeting that it looked like her stomach kind of gave way and they thought maybe it was a fake Pregnancy belly.
1: Which it was. (laughs) Which it was. Which it was. (laughs) (laughs) So So, this lady did not go as far as Elizabeth Holmes because Dan Ramey is on. And so we have to talk about Elizabeth Holmes uh, to actually have the baby get pregnant get fat and have the baby just for her, uh, her fraud. This lady just made up a baby fraud. (sighs) Hmm.
0: She made up a baby fraud, but she also claimed that this was her second child. Yep. And investigators did something very unique. They looked into her uh, medical records in her human resources file, and they saw no evidence of her having a previous child, nor did they see any hospital records indicating that she had this child.
1: Yep. No insurance claims, nothing. Yeah. It was interesting because in the article, I'll post the article in the comments. Um, I read all the comments to the article. I don't know if you guys did. Were the, these were especially good for this story. It got in a little political at points, so we won't go there because it is in Georgia. But um, I, I love the, the people, like, did what, what was the company's due diligence that they didn't do in this process? And so since we always talk about investor due diligence, I am not an HR person. You guys know that. I say things wrong all the time when it comes to HR policies. But somebody in the comments was said, you know, what, what could the company have gotten from a doctor's note or, you know, all of that that she needed bed rest? And I mean, made a, made pretty valid points. I mean, the company, the agency clearly didn't do some sort of due diligence on this that they could have done that wouldn't have crossed that HIPAA or that HR line.
0: Ah. Now, normally before you go out on FMLA, they ask for paperwork from your doctor Mm -hmm. saying that you are pregnant indeed. So someone circumvented a slew of controls in this particular case, and you typically don't get paid to go out on FMLA. She was actually paid for seven weeks worth of work all based on an email from the baby's daddy whose name so happened to be Brand <laughs> so
1: here's
0: the thing. I actually Googled this name to see if anyone in the world came up and what came up were a lot of, uh, 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 search results about this particular story and a lot of jokes about this name being a fake name. So we didn't get a doctor's note saying that she needed to be out on temporary leave. We saw some pictures with inconsistent skin tones and we saw a breakaway belly as I'm going to call it. We, we, we gave the approval all based on an email from someone with this name. And I'm really wondering what email address domain it came from. Was it Gmail? Was it Hotmail? Was it MSN? Was it AOL? Was it, you know, one of the old email accounts that no longer exists? But this was the young man's name that we took uh, his word for it, that his wife, girlfriend, or whatever was impregnated and had had a baby.
1: Kelly, what did you put in the comments?
2: Okay, so there was, and Rob probably has a picture of this, but she got called out for her um, amazing work ethic and everything. So the previous director at a keynote (laughs) commended her for being an incredibly hardworking employee. And you guys know these are my pink flags. He said Folsom was the person who turned the lights on in the office in the morning and turned them off in the evening. He went on to say that she was there almost 24 seven, but then of course she needed those seven weeks off because she was probably just so burnt out. So, um, yeah, again, you know, yeah. Pink
1: flag. We're just going to go with pink flag there. Well, and what's interesting is this story. Um, or the chairman of the board i found i sent to you guys um gave her kudos on linkedin 11 months ago too 11 months ago did one of those kudos shout outs to her so
2: yeah it's
1: insane it's could you imagine if she was a mom (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, yeah,
1: no. I mean, this, this does remind me of the sad stories where the moms pretend their kids have cancer. I mean, you hear those like sad GoFundMe scams a lot. Um, I personally had never seen one with the belly, but to Christine's question she just put up there, I agree. It's like that's a lot to go through every day and to worry about like your belly not falling out and all of that stuff. Um
2: psychopaths.
1: Yeah. Is it just for this, for the sympathy, for the attention, you know, maybe she couldn't have kids and this, you know, she wanted to feel like how pregnant women felt like there's so much psychological that could be going on here. Okay. So I have a personal example
2: of someone who said they had cancer and they didn't. Oh yeah. Like, I don't know what's worse.
1: Like, that's, I mean, honestly, that could be worse. I mean, that's
0: yeah, I think that's worth I mean, depending
1: on what all they did with that, right? But yeah, that's, that's she can't worse. remember if she took fmla or not. I'm like, oh,
2: that's interesting because anyone else would have to take fmla. No, she didn't, oh, she just wow. took time off and got paychecks. So, hmm. and she's a lawyer, people hmm. makes it even <laughs> worse. All right. So So this this is a little triggering this episode for me. So maybe that's why I'm quiet because I know if I start going off, it won't end.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So so let's talk about this now from a risk control audit and fraud standpoint. Because Joe mentioned the mental health piece, which I think is very important because they're saying with that seven weeks and any other time that she got, it only totaled about $15,000 in benefits. So think about this. This is about a nine-month-long scheme to only get 15 grand. So it probably was not about the money. She also made over $100,000 a year. Now, in some cities, $100,000 is not a lot of money. I do get that. And she was in the Atlanta area. So in the Atlanta area, it's really not a lot of money. But so let's think about this. First, this was her second time claiming to have had a child. Not the first, but the second. She went as far as to wear a pregnancy belly. She went as far as to send pictures of a baby to other coworkers. And she had someone else actually email work and ask them to circumvent normal controls. And they actually circumvented normal controls for her. I'm assuming based on an email and some follow up from her, I would assume, hopefully not just based on an email. But like Kelly just said, this must have been a likable employee, which is definitely a red flag all the way because she was always in the office. But who lets them circumvent the controls like that? Like, who? how does that work?
1: Well, like, this seems like one of those small business ones that we talk about. Right. There just really aren't probably. I don't know. Although it's a. And again, they liked her. Yeah. I mean, it's.
2: Yeah. Oh, Dan. Dan, we must now Dan talk.
0: says he, he had a perp that took up a collection for an employee with cancer that was terminal, and then she kept all the money. Oh, my Lord. That is Don't horrible.
1: I mean, think about, I mean, do you think this, is, she was 43, like, you know, there has to be, she's at that age where, I mean, although women can still have babies at 43, you know, you're really, your, your clock is ticking, whatever, and her friends might have all had kids, but But obvious, I mean, this is what made me think about the culture within that agency that you didn't know each other well enough to even ever have met the boyfriend or I don't know. It just it seems like they gave her kudos and stuff for being such a good employee, but you didn't know anything about her. You know, I mean, a good culture, you get to know your employees. You you know, you might not be completely in their private lives, but this is just very odd that. You know, maybe faking two babies, faking a, a boyfriend or a husband or whoever, but whatever, baby daddy. Um, I, yeah, I, just odd.
0: Well, and here's where I want to give a shout out to Hal, because recently he's been posting a lot of articles talking about the softer side of internal auditing. You know, that intuition, that gut feel. Mm-hmm. This is one of those things. And Joe, you, you hit on a part of it. Yeah, I'm sure her biological clock was ticking and that that innate thing that's within you. I want to have kids. I know we try to deny it nowadays in today's world, but come on, biology still exists. And sometimes that biology can mess up the chemical nature of you as a human being and you start to do certain things. All of us have overreacted to something. We saw a parent or a child or something in a you know, situation where we overreacted and got outside of ourselves because of hormones and emotions. These things exist, whether you're a man or a woman. And to deny that is just ludicrous for her to do that twice indicates that something is definitely going on. That's not normal. It is not normal. And we have to be in tune with that. Like you were saying, Joe, they didn't know her at all. And you've been working with her for that long.
1: Yeah. I mean, internal audit aside, just the people, or the leaders who are praising her for being there. And like that, it just, let's just talk about overall leadership. Like that, it can't be good there.
2: Well, and also again, it's not the money. This is like, I mean, it wasn't the money relative to her salary, but it was the attention. And then it's the lack of trust. So you know what happens when the next person who's really pregnant? Yep. No one's going to support that person because they've been burned.
0: Exactly. So
2: that's what's sad.
0: Mm -hmm. sad. I I, I 100% agree. That is the sad part about it. And here's what's even worse. You know, these things do exist. Oh, my gosh. There are the fake pregnancy bellies. And I understand some of them are done so that you can feel empathy and know what it's like to be pregnant. But there's some other things out there that you guys would be real shocked by like this. You can go to babymaybe.com and you can actually buy fake ultras, well, real ultrasounds that you can actually give out to your friends and family. I also found some sites that will give you fake pregnancy tests, they will uh, real pregnancy tests, but from other people, shall I say. So they'll mail you a pregnancy test that's positive so that you can say that you're pregnant. So there are a lot of things out there that help people support a fraudulent lifestyle. And, you know, now let me just say, this is just my opinion and my opinion only. So we all have different opinions here. So I don't want anybody to think that Kelly and Joe have this opinion. But I think that there's so much out there that helps us to support people who are mentally unstable. Instead of instead of us calling a spade a spade and saying you need help, we sit here and we placate all of this nonsense nowadays. And that is why we get in positions that we get in. Even when you look at some of the other fraud cases we've had on here, if you look at the state of Colorado saying, People are so poor. We need to break down and suspend all of our controls. And what did we have? We had, what was it, like $50 billion in unemployment fraud? You had the state of Kentucky that did the same thing, playing on people's emotions. Instead of saying, there's a process, follow the process. I'm sorry that you're going to suffer some in the short term, but this is the process and bear with us. We said, no, we're just going to throw controls to the side because people need it. We do it under the guise of some good cause and we end up causing more harm than good. Someone should have told this lady, a friend or a family member should have told her you are crazy and you need help.
1: What, it, I mean, I I find it really interesting that there are companies that sell, like, let's just use the fake pregnancy tests, like results of fake pregnancy what is the thought process there the the like I mean what is their company name what are you what is your goal there I just I don't get it I mean is it props for movie sets is it like I mean obviously there's a need for these things randomly in life but and I'm not I I don't know what I'm suggesting like I don't know I certainly don't think we need more rigorous, like what is your business about before you're allowed to open a business. But when you talk about regulating big tech, regulating social media, regulating, uh, I mean, maybe it's regulating what Amazon sells on it. I mean, if Jeff Bezos comes out and says, I'm not selling fake pregnancy tests on Amazon. I mean, would people support that or would that become a big controversial issue? Like my mind is just going like, when when you show us products like that rob like i mean maybe the belly one I, I don't know like you said it what is the purpose of of that i don't i don't know anyway it reminds me of 10 things i hate about you have you guys ever seen that movie yeah. the dad makes the daughter walk around with a fake belly when she's like 16 so she like doesn't want to have a baby anyway like i get it but um i just I, and i and where do you draw the line right but between a fraudulent product, you know, or a product that would support a fraud and like something actually used. I can't just, I cannot figure out a use for a positive present pregnancy test that somebody would need to buy one though. I just can't. (laughs) I I don't know about that one. So,
0: Well, and and, you know, now I'm going to say something that's probably slightly controversial, which I mean, I always do. So, but I, I don't necessarily blame the company, even though I don't agree with the product that they're selling. Uh I think that we live in a society where there's always going to be a a, a buyer for what someone is selling. So if you want to get into a business that's somewhat shady, you go right ahead. I lay most of the blame on the individuals that are purchasing these goods and services and how they're using them, the personal accountability. Um, However,
1: however, this is the big... Like this is the big tech issue that Facebooks of the world are blaming us as users because we're not protecting our privacy enough when they have really lousy standards and really lousy ways that they're even telling us what data they're sharing. And like, I mean, this is the big hot topic, right? Like, so is all the blame on the consumer or what responsibility do companies have? And I think so you take the view, Rob, that a lot of people do. That it, the onus is on the consumer,
0: with the exception of data privacy. <laughs> I think, I, you know, I, I, and, and and to your point, yeah. that's a fair point because I think with data privacy, that there are a few things. First, well, you
1: are the product. That's the difference. Too, there right? you go.
0: There yeah. you go. That yeah. that is the big difference. But but also, even with us being the product, the companies didn't make it clear what they were doing with our data and there wasn't explicit consent to use it in the ways that they were using it. Mm -hmm. Now, when you talk about a fake pregnancy test or a fake ultrasound, you know exactly how, you know know what the product is that you're getting.
1: Right. Oh, yeah. And you don't
0: care how they use it once they buy it because now they've gotten it from you. Whereas with data, they're actively using that to to consistently track and monitor your behavior. So I Mm -hmm. think, yeah, yeah.
2: So what another if, thing. Okay. Oh, sorry. No, okay. Um, you know, she was pretty high up. And this yep. is like the ACFE report to the nation. The higher you are, the less your punishment. Mm-hmm. So yep. again, she was high up. Could a low-level employee have gotten away with this? Nope. Like, you know, so
1: again, we just
2: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So what
1: if, what happens when the first time a fraud like this happens with like, they used something that they bought somewhere. So we can use the fake pregnancy. She didn't really use that, but what if she bought, I don't know, fake documents off the internet that then she submitted to her company what happens when the company tries to go back and sue the company that sold her those fake documents i mean that's the world we live in everybody tries to sue everybody else yeah that's where companies do have to think about the consequences of the products that they're selling you know like rob we we were chatting about airbnb before we even got on airbnb's responsibility has been hey sorry the host You're not safe at the host house. Hey, sorry, the host isn't following the community standards. They're not paying their taxes. Sorry, we don't care. We are hands off. Well, guess what? They had to backtrack from that thought process because consumers started screaming and people saying, yes, you do have some sort of responsibility for this. So I do think we are in that era where companies are gonna be held more liable. They gotta think about, uh, you know, like I always say in my ethics training, that quote minimum minimum viable product now needs to be minimum virtuous product and that's from oh, a Harvard yeah. business review article and mm-hmm. i think that companies are going to have to start thinking about how virtuous their products are and so anyway i
2: just it's so i just i put a fascinating story i just found this last night um the new york times it's a chapman university a professor copyrighted his material students put it on course hero and cheated not all Mm -hmm. the students but you know what's fascinating i gotta read this part because this goes to show that the students aren't students they're customers so it's a hoping to identify cheaters a professor sues his own students but the part that is so incredibly telling that i was like um so he's having to sue course hero And he wants or he's suing Jane and John Doe's Course Hero never wants unauthorized content on our site. But this is what the university said, quote, professors are free to pursue the removal of their copyright protected content from websites such as Course Hero, the university said. However, we encourage faculty to use internal processes to work through student concerns. That's insane. They're not even supporting the professor. And the professor is like, not all the students cheated. I score on a curve. So the students who were honest got screwed. And the university is not even supporting this professor because the university, these they have an honor code.
1: These students should be expelled permanently.
0: There you go. Yeah.
1: And why do these Hmm. companies exist? Can somebody please tell me why the course heroes of the world exist? I actually have a blog in my queue about this. I am so behind in blogs, it's unreal. Uh But what, like this is, all this is for is cheating. Uh Uh-huh. The
2: the fact that the university is not supporting this professor goes to show that the university only cares about the tuition.
0: There you go. We 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 live in a world now where the tail is definitely wagging the dog. Now Dan says you can buy fake receipts for expense reports. Yes, you can, but he did say that the website is for entertainment purposes only. And Christine is right. getting her mind blown today. But where's Christine? Christine had another comment that was really really good. Christine Christine says, this is this just blows my mind. What was her future plans for when the baby would grow up? I feel bad thinking she would have to lie about something happening and going down another wow. road. Yeah. Christine, that is exactly what she would have done. And this is why I talk all the time about auditors need to study psychology because you start to see things in the field that don't make sense that you need to try, try and bring up to executive management. That executive management team doesn't want to listen. You need to find you another job because things will not end well. So I, I just want to take a moment and say three things. There are three things that I thought about when I read this story, because Kelly just said part of what I'm thinking. Humans are irrational. That is very correct. But, but here's, because the story Kelly just did about the professor suing the students, that just blows my mind. I'm just, so, but look, think about this. We live in a society where people are shamed for asking curious questions. What do I mean by that? All right, Kelly Joe, close your ears for a minute. No, I'm just kidding. But think about it. You should never ask a woman her weight. You should never ask a woman if she's pregnant. Think about if someone had asked this woman, are you really pregnant? She could have gotten offended and actually sued and gotten money by someone asking a legitimately curious question. The reason why this is important to me is because when the investigators asked her about her boyfriend or baby dad calling uh, emailing about the uh, uh, time off, she doubled down and said that he was a real person. And then shortly after she resigned. You see, when you ask critical questions without being shamed, you can get to the truth. But when you put up this wall and, and shame people for asking questions, you're still hiding the lie. So the, the second thing that I thought about was, We live in a society where we're told to believe all of something. Don't question this person because they're black or because they're a woman or because they're white. Well, newsflash, men lie, women lie, black people lie, white people lie. We all lie. We all have the propensity to lie. That's just what it is. But then the third thing I thought about is we also live in a world where we do not equally punish wrongdoing. I don't know if you guys know about the case of Jesse Smollier, the, the, the black actor out of Chicago who yep. claimed that people, d- this
1: attacked him. Yep.
0: gentleman faked a hate crime, doubled down and denied that he was faking it even after they showed the check that he wrote the people that he wrote to and gave the people who attacked him. Now that he's actually been found guilty, his sentence is an interesting one because he's out right now and he has to pay restitution. But why are we sitting here defending? When well, not we. Why are some people sitting here defending this man when we know that he's guilty? The actual the the ex-assistant district attorney in Chicago. Said that this was a travesty, that his his sentence was unfair. He freaking did it. We also now and I'm going to make some people mad with this, but I don't care because I believe in facts, data and statistics. We also have a basketball player over in Russia, a female basketball player who was caught with marijuana. Okay, let's see here. You broke the law. But worse than that, I see people saying we should defend her because she's black. Well, she broke the law. We should defend her because she's a part of the LGBT community. No, she broke the law. I would be more apt to help and defend if she actually came out and said, I'm sorry, I broke the law. Can you help me? But what we hear from the media is you need to defend this person because of some other characteristic that has nothing to do with the crime that she's allegedly committed. Mm-hmm. This is the world that we live in, and it's a clown world. We're going to see fraud increase more and more if we continue to live in this clown world.
2: Mm-hmm. No offense I- to clowns. I
1: mean, come <laughs> on. <laughs> I liked your soapbox there, Rob. That was really good. Thanks for, I mean, th- no, seriously, thanks for being vulnerable and sharing your thoughts on that. I think that's super important. But,
0: yeah. I mean, you just, as Kelly always says, the higher up you are, the less of a punishment you'll get. And this is uh, crazy. And
1: the more famous you are, I mean, are, like, I, I mean, this is the U.S. and look at famous people, going to jail versus non-famous look at elizabeth holmes care compared to some of these you know small time embezzlers like i we've talked about this enough the inequality and the the yeah uh, it's, it's who
2: is- can hire the lawyer who's scared of you know mm-hmm. taking on the lawyer like it's just they're not going after the steve cohen's of the world
1: mm-hmm. right no offense to steve cohen uh-huh. okay wait <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. I got to I I had a meeting at one thirty that I'm late for. Oh. I was oh. hoping the person would just jump on Friday, Froster, um, because he's sometimes on. It's Joe. It's Joe Horowitz. So I'm like, Joe, we're like, but he's probably on my Zoom waiting for me. So I have to go. But this right, is a combo. All right. All right. Bye guys.
0: So. <laughs> so now. Mark is saying, hearing you guys talk, I keep thinking, what is the limit of maternity leaves a person can take? So could you work multiple places at the same time and overlap the maternity leaves? And if they receive full salary, it sounds like a pretty good gig. So lots of variations of the same scheme. You know, I never even thought about that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. This one's very triggering for me.
0: (laughs) I mean, as you can tell, it kind of is for me too, right? I, I just...
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's like to the depths of people, which people will go to. And you know what, I'm going to say if she was a poor, whatever person, she would not have gotten this treatment.
0: Yeah. And yeah.
2: It's, yeah. Um, so, and unfortunately the place is not going to be a great employer for the next pregnant person because they're going to go, Hmm, is she really pregnant?
0: Well, and I think that's more so, uh, there are a few things that upset me about it. First, we allowed her to circumvent controls that were already in place. That's a bad thing. Second, like you just said, the next woman that comes up pregnant is going to have a hard time because of her actions. And that is unfair. That is completely 100% unfair. And then... The other, the other thing that got me with this is, um, hmm, I'm trying to think of a way, I'm trying to think of a way to say it. On top of it being unfair um, to the next person that comes along, well, I'll save that for later. I, I, it's just, it's, it's such a horrible situation um, because there was a certain level of trust that she had established, and now. The people that trusted her will probably no longer trust other people. So the oh, other yeah. thing that, it, yeah, the other thing that it does for me though is, this is probably now. I'm not a clinician or anything, but this is probably someone with mental illness, and we have to stop avoiding talking about that because there's so many people out there that need some help, but instead we placate them. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: It's burned. Once you're burned.
0: You become protected. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. Now, I tried to look up what else was going on with her now that she has left the organization and I couldn't find her online or anything uh, on LinkedIn. I really couldn't find her. So um, I don't know where she is or what's happening with her. But this is a situation where... Really, if you looked at anomalies and overrides to standard controls, you should have seen this. But here's my other question, too. Since the amount, the dollar amount of this fraud wasn't that much. And it was a crazy kind of scheme that gives you some thought that maybe something is wrong upstairs. What else could she have done while she was there? What else could she have stolen? And and is anyone looking into that right now?
2: Well, and again, she's higher up like the case that I you know, personally have experienced, does the CEO or the C-suite or whatever, the directors, do they actually fill out FMLA requests? No, but you're a line worker, you're filling out an FMLA request. Like, you know, again, it's, well, we don't have to do that, you know, mm, you know. Uh, we. They're on their phone. That doesn't really count as FMLA. Everyone needs a fraud retreat in their life. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's a fraud, spa, fraud day. Instead of spa day, it's a fraud day.
0: Yeah. yeah. So fraudretreat.com. Coming up in August, Kelly and Joe are doing a fraud retreat.
2: Joe's doing it. I'm, I'm along for the ride. <laughs>
0: You guys should be there. Kelly and Joe will definitely be there. I am 99.71% sure that I'm going to be there. Yeah. Because I think having discussions like this is extremely important because our field as fraud investigators, fraud examiners, internal auditors, it's only going to increase. We're going to have to start to recognize red flags and uh, be able to report on them, which brings us to the Great Women in Fraud podcast, which is greatwomeninfraud.com. Listen to Kelly as she interviews people because you're hearing real and raw stories about frauds that have occurred. And some of the stories are just amazing. Yeah. Obviously, if you want to see past episodes of us, you can go to FridayFraudster.com. Um, so, look, you guys, this was episode number whatever. I forgot now. 49, I think. Yep. <laughs> the baby bump that was not. We had a woman who faked an entire pregnancy all for what was less than $20,000 in income that she got. Um, we had controls that were circumvented where they paid her for time off. But she faked two pregnancies She actually sent fake pictures to her co-workers. Um, Someone somewhere should be concerned about this young lady's welfare and what's really happening with her, but also what happened in that environment to allow this kind of nonsense to occur and no one check or double check what was happening and what she was saying. This is one where I actually feel bad for uh, not not just the victims of the fraud, but actually the perpetrator of the fraud as well. She's not well. Um. Yeah. All right, Kelly, anything else you want to say before we sign off?
2: Nope. Nope.
0: All right, guys. See you all next week.
2: See ya.